Alright folks, coming to you live, week after week after week, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, you know the drill by now, Big Game Bob coming to you on your headsets, and then of course, on the ones and twos, let's start an early drum roll for the young lady please, you're looking at Grace... Abraham conducting this train behind the glass there. How we doing today, folks? A lot to discuss here. Episode 8. Before we jump into episode 8, you know the drill. What is the Brilliantly Dumb Show brought to you by? None other than Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. I put that shit on everything. Literally everything. I had a Cobb salad the other day. I put Windex on it. Said, fuck the dressing. Let me get the Windex. I am joking. Please do not do that. Anywho, my apartment is absolutely spotless right now. Thanks to Windex. Side to side, up and down, belly to belly. Windexed the shit out over here. We are polished here in Los Angeles, California in this apartment. Everything I look to is a mirror, as far as I'm concerned. Anywho, I want to jump right into it. The most important thing going around the internet right now, hands down, regardless of opinion, is Rave Shack. Shaquille O'Neal is going to a rave every single day. He, this, this entire week, he said, I'm just going to take the week off from whatever it is I'm doing. And I'm going to go to a rave seven days a week. That or he's like at some metal concert in the middle of the mosh pits, just bouncing around all seven feet of them, just throwing bodies around. It is hysterical. And I hate to be the party pooper, but if I'm in the middle of one of these raves, not that I think I would ever find myself in the middle of one of these I'm taking the offensive foul from Shaq, and then I'm following that up with a heavy lawsuit. Not on Shaq, but but to to whatever let to whatever person's in charge of letting Shaq get the mosh pit tickets where the moshing goes around. I mean, he was lighting dudes up. There was one guy he tossed about 50 yards. This guy was on some sort of acid, so he was loving it. He came back for more. Shaq just lowered the shoulder again and just launched him another 50 yards. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, Shaquille O'Neal, is he not one of the best things to happen to this planet in the last 20-some-odd years? Like, if Shaquille Shaquille O'Neal never made it in basketball... He was going to be big at at some point in something. You don't just have a guy that's seven foot just full of greatness just be a nobody, an average Joe. Like Shaquille O'Neal was going to make it somewhere, basketball or not. Kobe didn't make Shaquille O'Neal. Basketball didn't make Shaquille O'Neal. Mosh Pits might have. Somebody would have got a hold of that guy. What they do, every like Charles Barkley... Who's better for TV than Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal on the TNT halftime show? Oh my God, do I love it. I tune in. I tune into Wizards for Charlotte Hornets just to go to halftime to listen to Shaq, Kenny, and the crew. I gotta tell you, Kenny, 
I'm going to tell you right now, Kenny. Charles gets just dialed in. I mean, it's so much fun. And there's no they got no filter. They just let them have at it. No boundaries, nothing. They just say what's on their mind, which is so scary for producers because you never know what's coming out of their mouth. But so funny and keeps you tuned in at all times. I mean, sports sports personalities for me are are it's it's a way of life. They can either just make or break you. Like there's some that I just love, and there's some that I just can't stand. You know, some of these talk shows you can't beat TNTs. But some of these guys are so bad. Some of these guys are so good. Like I've been at my gym. They have some sort of rule where the manager's the only one allowed to change the channels at my gym. So if the manager's not there, you're watching whatever the hell is on. And the manager of the gym, he just decided to take a one-month trip to Bermuda. So I went to the front desk to ask if they could change the channel to the golf. Golf was on. They couldn't do it because only the manager could do it. It's like he took the remote with him to Bermuda. I said, all right, well, when the fuck does he get back? He said, well, he's gone a month. Hey, a, a month? So I just got to watch The View for a, for a month straight while I'm on the treadmill every 30 minutes? I drive myself nuts. I know everything there is to know about Whoopi Goldberg right now. I happen to know Whoopi Goldberg right now better than my own mother. I could tell you what Whoopi likes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Her political views. Is she pro, anti-marijuana? I, I, mean, I could tell you everything. And that's not a good thing. I don't enjoy starting my day by running like a hamster on a treadmill watching The View. Sometimes they're okay. But sometimes they just throw in their B group where it's like Whoopi just decided to take a day off and all the other girls. So they just throw in a random bunch of chicks. I saw the girl from the Spice Girls on there the other day. It's like, what the hell? When was the last time the Spice Girls had a hit single? That's been a minute. What a bad way to start my day. And some of them are good. Some of them are somewhat entertaining. Like ESPN First Take does that too, where like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, they just don't show up. So you see the new guy like Ryan Hollins, and they just throw on like Sam Cassell, like some backup point guard that played for 10 years. It's like, where, where the hell, where did you come from? You know? Like, like where, where, where did you come in? It's like The Office having a series and just deciding to not put on Steve Carell and all them. You just throw in like Dak Shepard and just it's like, what? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in. You can't just throw this on me or at least announce that they're going to vacation. But anyway, to, to the manager of LA Fitness, wherever you are in Bermuda, I really hope you and the, the TV remote are enjoying yourselves because we can't switch the channel here at LA Fitness. So when you get back, I'll fill you in on what you missed on The View. Anywho. Moving on, Bobby went to the zoo this week. Some of these trips, like the deep sea fishing and the, the zoo that I just went to, Supercuts, Haircuts, I kind of am now just doing it for the podcast because I just know it's going to be instant material. Like, I just said, fuck it, like, I'm going to go, like, there's a 20-minute segment at least if you take me to the zoo. I went. What a blast the zoo is. You know, I think, I think zoos kind of get overlooked, like, it's something you do once every, like, 10 years. It's a good fucking time. I was screwing around with the drafts, the birds. They, I mean, they got all types of shit at the zoo. 
they even had like arcade games there. So I was, I was playing the, um, the deer hunter. I was playing deer hunter next to like a thing of black pandas. It was really bizarre. Like the panda cage was next to me. And then next to the cage was one of those deer hunter arcade games. So just in case if you get tired of looking at the animals, you could just go shoot them in the arcade game. It's very strange. But anyway, so we're going through the zoo and I needed something to eat. We stop at this little hut that they got right there. So in between like the mammals and the lions, it's just like a little little hut where they're dishing out like hot dogs, pastrami sandwiches was on the menu. I got myself a pastrami sandwich, probably the best pastrami sandwich I might have ever had. And that may be a bold statement, but it's true. It was unbelievable. Like the zoo, the, the animals were not even there as far as I'm concerned. I was so just, I had tunnel vision for this pastrami sandwich. And it made me think, like I, the, the zoo's not far away from my apartment. Can I now go back for that pastrami sandwich? Like do I have to get a ticket every time for the zoo just to go in and get the sandwich? They're not on Uber Eats. They're not on Postmates. So I went to the guy and I said, sir, I got a question. Great pastrami sandwich. How do I go about making this, you know, a once a week thing? He goes, well, you got to come to the zoo once a week. Yeah, I said, I get that, but I can only pet the uh, the sheep and look at the drafts for so long and pay top dollar just to get the pastrami sandwich. Can we do some sort of compromise here where I just walk directly to the pastrami sandwich and then be on my way? said, I'll have to speak to my manager. Okay, let me guess, your manager's in Bermuda too. But as I'm rolling through the zoo, I'm wondering, the zoo keepers, there's a bunch of them, but they're kind of stationed each on their own cage, I guess you could say. Like one guy's in charge of the alligators. One guy's in charge of the deer. Somehow they got deer inside the zoo. I didn't know that, you know, that was a thing. One guy's in charge of the bird cage. So what I'm wondering for the zookeepers, let's say one of them call in sick. Does somebody have to then step up and get the alligator cage? You know, or maybe they're union, union employees. So maybe somebody's that in the panda cage and has to now cover the alligator cage as well. Do they get paid more for that? Is it in their contract that if the panda keeper calls out that he could oversee both the alligator cage and the panda cage? I don't know. It's just, it's something I was thinking about. There's kids running around with cotton candy, enjoying the animals, and this is the shit I'm thinking about. I'm calling over the zoo keeper to the cage. I got a quick question for you. Anybody ever call out for their shifts in the zoo? How, how, how does that go about? He goes, I don't really know. They don't really call out. But uh, in other words, have you tried the pastrami sandwiches over by the alligator cage? I said, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I'll be back tomorrow. I mean, the zoos, I, I, it's just, Bobby goes to the zoo. I walked in there. I said, there is no way we are not getting a podcast segment out of that. So any zookeepers that happen to be listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show, call in. We'd like to know. If you have a fellow colleague call out, do you take over their cage or do you just say, fuck them, they're screwed? The panda aren't eating today.
their caretaker called out, that's their loss. You got to look out for your own here at the Los Angeles Zoo. Anywho, moving on. Everybody's favorite segment of the week. Miss Grace Abraham, if I could trouble you for the second drum roll of this episode, please. It is time for the Ask Bob segment. Week by week, I have you find folks, submit your questions, anything you want to know, need to know, want to learn, want to find out. What do you do? You ask Bob. Fire away in the DM. I'll be here, here to answer. Try and get to all your questions. Here we go. First question coming in from Michael Lurch. Good old Houston, Texas. Michael Lurch would like to know, Bob, what's your favorite Joey Cold Cuts moment? Man, I tell you, the, the love that Cold Cuts gets, whether it be on the podcast, whether it be on the Instagram, the people, all 60-some-odd thousand of them, just love themselves from Joey Cold Cuts. I'm happy to answer that. A um, lot of good ones. A lot of different wagers, different bets. Uh, with cold cuts that are up there, Vegas weekend trip was nothing short of sensational. Um, so I got the Vegas trip on my mind, and then I'm also battling. I, I okay, I'm gonna give the upper edge to Christmas time last year. Joey Cold Cuts had to take over the Santa roll for the Four Seasons. Our wonderful employer, which was so great. So they had like a event for the kids right around Christmas time, the Meet Santa time. And originally, everybody pointed to me and say, "Oh, you gotta have Robbie do Santa." I don't. I don't think I would have done a good Santa. You would have got like a Long Island Santa. I. I don't think I would have committed to like the Santa voice and really just dove in head first with it. I would have been okay. I would have been cracking some jokes, but I don't think the kids would have enjoyed it because you wouldn't have got like a true Santa. But right when the finger got pointed to me, I said, no, 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 no. (laughs) You want a Santa. I got your Santa. Joey Coldcuts. Whether he's working or not, let's suit this man up. So, I mean, nobody really fought me on Joey Coldcuts. It was such a great counter. To where people didn't really bust my balls for bailing. But I didn't know that Cold Cuts was going to commit to the Santa roll the way that he did. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought he'd be into it. But he did. It it was a full-blown commit. Santa gear, head to toe. But he actually turned the dials a little bit on the Santa voice. And just came in hot with it that nobody saw coming. So me and a couple other colleagues were, were following into this room where they put all the kids to talk to Santa. Oh, my God. It was a riot. Again, another thing. You got a video on that. If you go to the Instagram, the Joey Coldcut Santa, I did it as a tribute for his birthday. He came in so hot. These kids didn't know what the hell just hit him. Ho, ho, ho. Just barrels into the suite. And he's going around the room and he's asking each kid what they want for Christmas. And one snobby fellow, little kid, he's like 10 years old, 
cold cuts. What would go cold cuts goes? What would you like for Christmas, little boy? Kate goes nothing. And you could see Cold Cuts, like he's got the beard over him, but you could see kind of like pissed Cold Cuts off, like you snobby little prick. So Cold Cuts just goes, oh, nothing to the world's best boy. And everybody in the room just starts cracking up. The jokes were landing early and often. But then it turned into like a kind of like a bad Santa thing. To where he was just really just struggling from exhaustion. The kids were just all over him. So he started to kind of like curse when they weren't around. But there was a couple times where the kids were kind of coming around the corner. And he would yell out like, I'm fucking exhausted to me. And then have to prep up real quick because he sees a little kid coming. He's stuffing slices of pizza through his beard when he has a break. I mean, without a doubt, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Joey Coldcut's Santa appearance. The nod on that. Moving on. Next question of the Ask Bob segment. Questions coming in from Alexander Silver. Bob, what are the Yankees shots at winning the title this year? Um, I don't want to jinx anything. I definitely put us as the favorites. What scares me is not the Dodgers. Because we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge if we get there. You know, so I don't really think the Dodgers, the only time we'd be seeing them would be in the World Series. And again, we'll take that as it comes along. What scares me is the Astros. That's, that's concerning to me. What they're doing in Houston over there, line up one to nine. Everybody can swing it. They got live arms. The only team that I'm concerned about right now would be facing the Houston Astros. Most likely that would be ALCS. But again, let's take it one step at a time. I think the Yankees are the favorite right now. But watch out for the Houston Astros. Moving on on the Ask Bob segment here. Jessica Sanchez would like to know, hey Bob, what's your, what'd she say? What's your favorite TV show running right now? Oh, jeez. Um, first things first, actually, I'd like to shout out with the Ask Bob segment. There were two kids that they did like a bet between each other with like pretty high stakes on who's the first one that'll be shouted out in the Ask Bob segment. And I promised them I would answer their question because I loved the bet that they had with each other. But I, lo- I-, I lost the DMs. So I tried finding this sucker to answer it. I mean, it was like a funny bet that they had going. It's lost. I got nothing. But anyway, for favorite show, um, I would most likely say right now, call me crazy, Gordon Ramsay, Master Chef. I just I I find I find Gordon Ramsay to just be fascinated. Everything this guy does. I told you, I watch all the Facebook videos that they do, like the four or five minute Facebook videos, where he's just wheeling and dealing in the comfort of his own home, his own kitchen, and I'll just get lost with Gordon Ramsay for hours. But they got this thing, Kids Master Chef, where Ramsay kind of tones it down a little bit. He's not all up in your face, just harassing you while you're trying to grill your salmon. Because they're kids, so he's kind of lighter with them. But to watch what these kids are doing is just fascinating to me. He goes by them, like each one of them, one by one. He kind of gives them like a random thing of what they could cook. 
You got a five-year-old cooking eggs Benedict with smoked salmon on top. Kid's five-year-old. It's like, all right, little Johnny, what do we got going here today? Hey, Gordon, I'm cooking a smoked salmon Benedict here. Little hollandaise sauce on this sucker. It's like, holy shit, you're five years old and you're cooking eggs Benedict? When I was five years old, I couldn't eat a vanilla wafer without my mom having to come open the box for me. Like I'd scream from the basement, Ma! Wafers! Couldn't open the friggin' box. You ever see a vanilla wafer box? But these little kids are unfucking believable So if I'm not getting lost in like the five-minute Facebook videos with Ramsey, I'm watching them on Kids Master Chef. These kids are barbecuing. They're filleting fish. Just chopping heads off of fish, cleaning it, cooking it, preparing it. It's unfucking believable. I'm just, everything for me is just, I'm just so pro Gordon Ramsay. Find the guy fascinating. He's kind of ripped up now, too. So he wears these tight shirts. So whatever dish he's cooking that day just stands no chance. Saw him do beef brisket the other day. The, the brisket stood no chance. Slapped on the gloves and just went to town on this thing. What a fascinating individual. Now, folks, before we wrap up here, shame on me if I finish up here without mentioning that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. Big Bob puts that shit on everything. Windex, Windex, Windex. If you leave here from episode 8 with one thing, I hope that it's Windex is a phenomenal cleaning product. Anywho, that wraps it up, episode 8. Appreciate you joining, appreciate you listening. Now, again, we had some equipment sent our way earlier. You were really going to start to see an upgrade here in the audio. For Big Bob, Grace Abraham on the ones and twos, we will see you come next Tuesday. And I'll be sounding a little bit more crispy coming through the airwaves there. Folks, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show.